The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Older workers often get a bad rap in the job market. People who we should know will someday be older workers themselves often view their older counterparts as less productive, less adaptive, and less willing to learn new skills. How do people who experience ageism look for jobs in this market? We're answering that question on today's episode. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Carrie Hannon is a senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. She's a workplace futurist and strategist on careers and jobs, entrepreneurship, personal finance, and retirement. Basically, Carrie knows it all. She's authored more than a dozen books, including Never Too Old to Get Rich. Her latest book is In Control at 50+, How to Succeed in the New World of Work. Carrie chatted with me about how older people can sharpen their resumes and ace interviews so they can land jobs in today's market. I think it's all about the mindset. When you're job seeking in this age, or if you're currently in a job, it's really how you spin it. Examine your own thinking on ageism, because often we call attention to it on ourselves. It really is best foot forward. And you have to have that moxie. You have to believe in yourself. If you're feeling a bit uncertain, you need to take that opportunity to run that inner MRI. What am I really good at? Even go back and look at old performance reviews, if you can find them. You know, just to jog your memory about what people who have worked with you in the past say about you. And it kind of helps you bump up that confidence level a bit you can really latch on to to bolster yourself is to, you know, tap into a little bit of new education. Maybe you need to ramp up a skill before you start your job applications. And also hiring managers love to see that you're learning new things. It's a wonderful thing. It shows that you're engaged in learning. They want somebody who's like, yeah, not only I want to be here, I want to keep learning here and I want to add my expertise, but I want to keep adding more to my wheelhouse. And it's that eagerness that we have when we're younger, if we are up to date with our skills, because employers, it's still a tight job market. They need workers who can do the job now. Yeah, especially in certain industries, they're still competing for talent. And even just overall, there's still tightness in the job market. You have to be willing to say yes and be willing to take a risk, take a chance. And the ageism question, we do tend to self-deprecate sometimes and say words that are ageist about ourselves. And all that does is build up the myth and continue it on. But I think we can keep our side of the street clean by simply being very careful about our language, about how we present ourselves, about our energy level, and our ability to adapt to new technology, be willing, as you just said, curious to learn new ways at Yahoo Finance. I had never worked in Google Docs, right? So I'm like, oh, jeepers, you know, what am I going to do? But I had a good friend who's uh, about my age, and I quickly sent him a text and I said, I know you love Google Docs. What do you think? He said, let's do a screen share. And he did a tutorial with me. I absolutely never complained about it. 
I just stepped in and I made myself start doing it from day one. And today it's absolutely seamless. So, it, you know, what you're the most afraid of, reach out and ask for help. And then it'll help push back on ageism in that respect, because that's what they like to point to older workers and say, you're out of step. You're not up to date on this or that. Yeah, It's an obvious one, but it's something that we can easily fix. The other thing that comes up is often simply communications. You know, communications between team members, between the manager, and you've got to take responsibility for having that conversation up front. If you're working for a younger boss or younger team members, how do you like to communicate? What is your method that you like to do that? And, you know, my example here is, again, living this life of working with somebody who's younger than me. My first week on the job, I texted, I emailed, I called, I got no response. And then I realized she only communicated on Slack. But once I figured that out, it was no big deal. But now I know and I tell people, whatever you do before you have a little miscommunication issue, figure out what platform do people like to meet on and then get up to speed on it. Yeah. And honestly, I think the way things have moved post-pandemic is that I think it actually opens up the possibility to have more of those conversations because I know I've had conversations with my coworkers. People like to receive feedback or notes in different ways. Yeah, I think that's so true. Now, the other trend when we talk about this topic of ageism was the acceptance of remote work. This is great for Pushing back on ageism, I truly in my heart believe that when you are working, not standing side by side with somebody who's decades younger than you, but you're working virtually, you're working remotely, you're not judged as much by your cover. You're being judged, again, more in your performance. And so that can really help. Second thing is a lot of people step out of the workplace because of a health situation or the commutes become difficult or their office is not retrofitted for the issues that they may have. Um, and this is natural. When you can work remotely, it opens up the door to job opportunities for you that you don't have to deal with that commute. You don't have to deal with an office that's not set up properly for whatever your health issue may be. And I think that is enormously exciting and helping people stay on the job longer. We'll be back with Carrie Hannon after this break. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. And we're back with Yahoo Finance's senior columnist, Carrie Hannon. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about really is when you enter the job search for someone who is worried about ageism, what are some steps that they could take as job seekers that could maybe help guard against 
ageism in the job market? Top of the list would be to be very conscious of what jobs you are applying for. Be a little selective. What company or nonprofit has a mission that you believe in? And I mean, really believe in that you wear whatever product or service, you believe in what they do and you do have the skills for whatever the job posting or something in that vicinity is there. The big thing in any job search, no matter what your age, but it certainly is key in the ageism question is who do you know? Employers hire people the way they always have. They hire people who they know or someone they else knows or somebody has referred them. It's that familiarity that somebody has vouched for you. And this is extremely important, especially for older workers if you're dealing with ageism, because if you have somebody in your corner who can say, hey, you know, they're fantastic. They will be absolutely perfect. I've worked with them before. It will go a long way towards pushing some of those ageist thoughts towards the background. It doesn't solve the problem, but it's certainly very helpful. The second thing I would say is be careful about dating yourself on your resume. I'm a big fan of just doing, you know, the last decade or so of experience and always the experience that relates to the position that you're looking for. You know, years and years going back, nobody cares. They want to know what you can do today. Uh, you might probably think I'm doing an ad for LinkedIn, but what I love is that you can engage potential hiring managers that way or any of your social media platforms to really push back ageism by showing yourself in a way that indicates your enthusiasm, your energy, your interests. That's where connection is made. The final thing I would say is if you're starting in a job search at this age and you are trepidatious, two other things that I find super helpful. I think having a career coach, it doesn't have to spend a lot of money to have a coach, but somebody who can look at your work history, look at you and your interests and where you're headed in this chapter. I think a career coach can really build confidence, especially if you have some rejection and also direct you in areas you may not have thought of. Also, I love job search groups. If you can get a couple of people who are job searching when you are, hey, I heard about this job. No, I heard about this one. You might be great for that one. It builds, you know, you never know where that job's going to come from. Yeah, I love all of those suggestions. And I tell people this, look at pictures of company events. And see who is in the audience. See who is at their gatherings. Are they all people who are young? Are they all overwhelmingly white? Is their commitment to diversity just lip service? Or is their commitment to hiring a broad spectrum of ages? And I've heard from people over the years, because obviously a common suggestion to overcome ageism is to say, oh, leave dates off your education and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's true, Andrew. Our own career progression is always a fascinating story. And it's always telling your story, right? (laughs) Like every position that you do choose to put on your resume, you need to have that challenge, the action, the result, and make it a fun little narrative. A hiring manager wants to see that you're a problem solver, that you've met some challenge and you've accomplished a goal there. Yeah, there are obviously protections in place for people if they are experiencing ageism. Yes. However, I think a lot of people, they misinterpret them. So if someone doesn't encounter someone who they think is being ageist against them or that they think they use their age as a factor in the hiring decision. What is your suggestion for them? Because even though, you know, there are those protections in place, they're hard to prove. Yeah, I think it's really difficult to prove age discrimination. 
I think if you can have the conversation with somebody, if it's within a workplace where you are right now and you're thinking of shifting to a different department or division and that's where you're feeling it, you need to have that conversation. But in the hiring process, I just have to say this. Why would you want to work for a company or an individual who you feel already has ageist attitudes. I frankly wouldn't want to work with somebody who felt that way. And I don't think most of us do. Yeah. And I'd obviously never want to dissuade anyone from taking action if they were wronged. The reality of the situation is that it is difficult to prove. And the other thing that comes into play is that if you do decide, hey, listen, I don't even want any part of this employer because of how they treated me during the hiring process, you can send an email to maybe the head of HR or something like that to say, I am not going to continue with my candidacy, but I do want to say I was a little uncomfortable in an interview when they asked me my age or they asked if I was going to retire in a few years or something like that. I love that. That is great advice. That empowers you. And it also puts them on notice. And maybe they don't even realize it. So I think that moves the ball forward. Absolutely. Before I let you go, is there any other advice that you want to offer people who maybe are worried about ageism in the job search? I mean, this is a chapter in our lives that is so exciting, vibrant. We're on a different path. You know, we've been on a linear career path. And the younger generations, it's a little bit different. But for people who are over 50 right now, generally speaking, you kind of did all the things you were supposed to do. You checked the boxes. You kept moving on up. At this stage, when you're job seeking as, quote, an older worker, what you're looking for is often quite different. Some of the big ticket items are behind you. And this is your time to do work that really matters to you, that you really get energized about and excited about. You might do something for three years and switch jobs and do something else for the next three years. You may do a couple things at the same time. The rules are different. We're making them up as we go. No generation before has been at this juncture where we have these kinds of opportunities. And don't get caught up on titles because titles don't matter. It's really that you love what you you're doing, you've probably already reached some of those pinnacles that you wanted and checked those boxes. So give yourself permission to experiment a little bit and have some fun. What you choose to do right now is not going to ruin your career. Trust me. Such a great way to end the conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Andrew. That was Yahoo Finance's senior columnist, Carrie Hannon. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Also, if you like this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll continue this conversation on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Rafa Faria is our associate producer. Asaf Gidron engineered our show. Joe Georgi mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.